On the season finale episode of Girl, Get Your Life Together, we are drinking dirty vodka martinis per the request of a voice you're going to hear later in this episode. Cheers. Surprise guest, y'all. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Life Together finale episode. This will be the last episode of season one. There will be a season two, you lucky listeners, you. Unless we change our minds. Unless we change our minds over the summer. <laughs> Unless we don't get enough ratings. Um, but we are today answering some of the voice messages that we got and some questions we've gotten throughout the season. Um, so we're going to start with those. Yeah. Read us one, Micah. Okay. So from Instagram... Rachel asks, when is the appropriate time to invite a crush to meet friends? Hmm. When you're no longer calling him a crush. That's a good point. Unless you're like friends already, you have a crush on like your friend Mm -hmm. and it kind of seamlessly works into it, I would say hold off. Yeah. It's kind of like a bigger step. I think it's like a boyfriend step. I don't know if it has to be full blown like boyfriend girlfriend step but it's definitely like you're seeing each other at that point i think before you bring them around your friends otherwise you just look kind of crazy if you're like hi safeway checkout clerk i know you bagged my groceries this is my mom i brought her (laughs) here to meet you just like that you know what i'm saying seamless kate do you want to read the next question i would love to this question comes from caitlin And she wants to know, what did we learn during this podcast series and what is to come? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing was learned. No moral values. No life lessons. Um, What it was learned. For me, it was probably how much I say like when I talk and I'm working on not using filler words or pauses as much anymore. And the value of... um, Friendship. Friendship, 100%. You're definitely, like, number one bish in the coven. Yeah, yeah. But I think also the ability to be honest with myself and, like, the feedback we've gotten from people, both mm-hmm. from, like, friends who and family that you assume and, of course, will be listening, but also some people have come out of the woodwork to be like, man, your podcast, like, is hilarious and mm-hmm. it's doing this for me. That has been a very pleasant surprise and yeah. something unexpected for me. It's definitely been, like, a thing that's helped me get closer to people I had maybe kind of lost contact with. Not maybe lost contact with, but, like, had been drifted a little bit further apart from. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had drinks with a girl I went to high school with recently who's listening to the podcast. We've been talking, and it's really fun to reconnect and, like, see it, like you said, kind of through, like, a different set of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would say that I have learned – this is kind of like a therapy session for us. Mm. Like it really helps me kind of, you know, vent my frustrations, talk about things that are irritating me, things that I'm happy about. And it's like a really good gauge of where I'm at. Agreed. And what's to come? What's to come? Season two. Season two. The theme for which will be health. We'll be, we'll be talking about physical, mental, and maybe financial health. Yeah. All of the above. Health, wellness, mm-hmm. everything in between. Yeah. In the same theme. Next question comes from cat and it says pick your disney princess and dream disney prince 
favorite Disney princess for me is Nala. The lion? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even think of her as a Disney princess, but it but makes she sense. Is. She's a princess, and she's a badass bitch who goes out to save her family. Yeah. She's holding down the fort. Huntress. She's doing the thing. Makes him realize what, like, a pussy he's being. Yeah. And honestly, I don't have a favorite Disney prince. They're all... Shitty. Shitty. In some way or another. Cowardly. Maybe Aladdin isn't. Aladdin might be the most noble kind of Kind of a liar, though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he's poor. <laughs> <laughs> he also just wears a vest with no shirt that's like a fashion faux pas like a, have you ever saw a guy on the street who's wearing a fucking hat with I'm, a vest? i'm down with a boo though yeah but think about it. who are the disney that princes? rug could get it eric from the little mermaid he was kind of hot but, but like, he's a total dumb bro he's a tool yeah idiot the i would say probably maybe the beast the beast from beauty and the beast mm. he was kind of hot once once he comes around no mm. like from the get, from the get. right oh, if you've seen josh you know like a hairy man <laughs> <laughs> bearded um no i'm trying to think what other disney princes are there even mm. if i had to choose a princess i think i would most likely be Belle or ariel but i would want to be mulan Mm. It's a boss ass bitch. Yep. What makes you think that you would not be her in the first two other ones? I'm not athletically coordinated. (laughs) To be Mulan. To be Mulan. Mulan's a great one. Also, I think I'm too shallow to be Mulan. (laughs) (laughs) To defeat the Huns. Let's get down to business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, we talked about this before. Chopping off my hair has been a big problem for me, so I don't think I can do it. Especially (laughs) with a fucking sword. You said Ariel, and who's the other one? Belle. Oh, from Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's smart. She is, Shrek no a, is Shrek a prince? Yes. I would. Li- I like Shrek. He's noble. That's true. Oh, is that Pixar? Oh. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Pixar. I would say he counts. Okay. Are we missing any valid ones? Mm. Obviously, they're not that memorable, so. So, thank you. Next. Mm-hmm. Last Instagram question. <laughs> this one comes by way of my cohabitator, Ilsa. <laughs> Why are you guys so great? Spelt with the number eight. <laughs> and my personal favorite emoji right now, which is the one that's like kind of blushing, but it's got like the swirly lips. It's like, and a it's drunk. like oh, I don't know. It's like a drug. I want a feeling. Feeling, feeling. I feel emotions in my tummy. And why are we so great? It's just <laughs> born this way, yeah. baby. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's just natural swagger. <laughs> I have a problem. And now we're going to transition to voice messages. Voice messages. So we talked about how we had our first sponsor, which is the Anchor FM voicemail box. So you guys can call in to the podcast um, and leave us a voicemail. You can feature it on the podcast. They're going to take all of our money back, though, because she just called it a voicemail, and it's a voice message. Well, PR queen over here will make sure that the brand wants to get that right. And they paid us a dollar, so it is worth it. <laughs> it was one thirty-seven. <laughs> Try splitting that three ways. <laughs> I have dogs to feed. Anyway, first message. 
Hi, Micah and Katie. Um, first of all, love the podcast. It is the highlight of my week and my commute when your guys' episodes come out. So excited that you're going to do season two. Um, anyways, quick question for you guys. Um, I, it has to do with like dating, not me, but for a coworker. So a coworker, he's 26, single, just moved here from Wisconsin. Super nice guy, like a little bit of a bro, kind of clueless. He was complaining about Tinder and Bumble and not being able to meet Seattle women. So, um, he let me look at his profile and one of his photos that he selected is him in a full Spider-Man suit. And I told him he should delete that photo and save that info for like a third date. But he thinks it's charming and funny and is helping him. Is it? Let me know. Marvel is so hot. Marvel is so, hot right, so now. hot right now. <laughs> I have clarifying questions. Is it his lead profile picture? If so, it needs to be deleted or it has to be moved into at least the fifth slot if someone is swiping I through. I third slot would be okay, but my... I'd say push it back. Push it back. I mean, I think, it, like you said, I think it could be fun and it shows that, like, he's into superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't take also, it as a bad thing. He's also 26, so... Yeah, he's young and trying to... Young, dumb, and fun. Yeah. So maybe it's working, but if... He said it's not. It might be that the Spider-Man's costume is not a thirst trap. I would say it would only be a thirst trap if it was, like, Spider-Man body paint. Mm-hmm. And that would be... And I'm... When I was... I recently deleted my apps when I was on them for Bumble. Like, the first... The things that I'd look at would be, like, lead photo. I would read the bio, and if the bio was funny, then I wouldn't... Yeah. Then I would actually go to the Instagram sync before I looked at the rest of their oh. photos. Because they clearly are choosing the ones that they think they're the they're best... They're curating. Lo- they're the best looking in. And I liked the Instagram feed... Because it's, like, a little bit more of a robust, more telling. broader picture of, like, their life and what they actually look like and how they spend their time. Yeah, I would say if the Spider-Man thing is, like, just, like, a portion of it and it's not, like, his whole bio is not, like, get tangled in my web. So, Katie K, Katie H says delete it. Micah says keep it. <laughs> Let him be who he is. Don't hold him back. <laughs> Next voicemail. I just poured gin all <laughs> I just missed my mouth on my martini, you guys. <laughs> Damn, this episode's going real well. Uh, hi, Micah and Kate. Big fan calling from Queen Anne, Washington. Um, listen to every episode. Avid listener. I think you guys are doing a great job. Quick question. Um, you guys both go into your childhoods quite a bit in multiple episodes. And I find them very intriguing. Kate, you you say that your father was English. Love to hear more about your upbringing. And Michaela, you go into your mother and your dad's history as a police officer. So would love to hear more about your guys' childhoods and um, how they have shaped you into the women you are today. Why, thank you, avid listener. For your <laughs> from, from Queen Anne. From Queen Anne. <laughs> We appreciate your devotion. <laughs> well, um, to answer your question, Kate, what was it like having a hot British dad? <laughs> Did this influence your taste in British porn? No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. I will 100% refute that. I do think that British accents are hot in general. I think any British colony accent. Dad. <laughs> UK, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, 
Um, where else were there British colonies? Places. Here. Here. <laughs> Not as cute of an accent. <laughs> well, we were a legit British colony. I have a history minor. Um, how did having, I used to make jokes in elementary school about how my dad was an alien because he had a green card and that's what it said on his like oh, immigration like card. Like alien? Yep. And so like I loved to make that joke. <laughs> um, I think I was probably lucky in that like when a lot of people were like visiting family in somewhere in the middle of boring US, I was visiting family in England. Did so you... it created like a global view and interest early. That's true. Did, did you get like scones no clotted um, cream none of that high tea shit my um family's from like the auburn of england like it's oh, a pretty no. white trash place um <laughs> <laughs> and so my dad made things like chip or bacon buddies which is essentially wonder bread buttered and then filled with a single ingredient such as chips french fries or like fried bacon in half. That was my dad's idea of like a great meal or snack. I used to legit eat a tortilla that was just rolled up and microwaved with butter on it. Mm-hmm. So who am I to judge? So there you go. So it's American, British, we're all the same. Kids are kids. And I do love to slot it out because my dad emigrated illegally with his first wife and my two older siblings. They didn't come with like their proper paperwork. And so oh. they were actually um, illegal immigrants and were able to obtain a permanent u.s residency because reagan granted amnesty in the 80s and so in the immigration debates that are happening today when people are like these like lazy whatever kind of stereotype Mm -hmm. they have about illegal immigration it's i love to like sort of throw and be like well i'm actually like the child the child of an an illegal immigrant and it's an opportunity to like because I'm blonde-haired, blue-eyed. They, it catches them off guard, makes them uncomfortable. Because and yeah, it's, about, it's an opportunity to educate. Yeah. My childhood was normal. <laughs> what was it like having... A mom. And dad, who was a cop. Um, cop you, father. You, I think you have, like... Do you have, like, hover parents? No. Not really. I think I would disagree. Um, my dad definitely is not a hover Love parent. Love you, Jean. Love you, Jean. Legit, I do not have hover parents because... They let me go to the park with one of their friends who was in town visiting one time when I was probably five and went to this place called Whale Tail Park, which legit has a giant whale tail statue like out of the ground. And you can... You make it sound like he let you take them to like Guatemala. Would you listen to what happened? (laughs) I was by myself with this guy and it wasn't that long I was by myself with him, but I climbed the whale tail and I fucking fell off and landed on a toddler. I knocked out a toddler. I don't know what that has to do with not having hover parents. They didn't give a shit. (laughs) They weren't there. I wouldn't say a hover parent would be a little bit more concerned about their child who just fell to halfway to her death off a whale tail and took out another child along the way. Uh, no. Same, same, same as Guatemala. <laughs> same as Guatemala. This is what would happen. Um, no, my dad being a cop, um, I would say he worked kind of weird hours. So, like, he would come home and he would work a side job at the temple. And he would come home, like, late after temple. And he would always have, like... Because you're Jewish? No, because he did security for the temple. What temple? The Jewish temple. <laughs> you don't have to be Jewish to work security for them. It's not like a requirement. <laughs> but he would work security for the Jewish temple and he would come home and he would always have like baked goods. And so he would wake up and he'd be like, he'd Matzo have like, balls. just like a ton of shit, like donuts, cookies, cakes, like anything that it would always just send him home with food. Matzo and balls. so we always had like just random shit in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else that was different for me at my having a cop. 
Um, I don't think a parent coming home with baked goods has any has much to do with what was a side job. I but I mean like. <laughs> okay, one time locked my brother and I in the holding cells. Mm, that's a story. He also, we got to do like my like little but, basketball team got to do like the lineup. I guess I'm wondering if it doesn't like if it like seeped into the way he parented because he was like afraid to let you do things because of what he had seen, or like you maybe got out of an MIP because your dad was a cop or something. I would like consider that. that to not be childhood. That'd be teenage. But um, <laughs> I don't think it necessarily like led into like how he parented because I would say you have to understand my dad. My dad had kind of absentee parents when he was growing up so he wanted to be as involved as possible and so he was always like you know pushing us to get involved in everything like he wanted to be to be involved in every sport so I literally played every single sport that my school offered he wanted me to have the opportunity to do like dance classes to do whatever kind of class I wanted like art classes gymnastics music classes Mm -hmm. acting whatever I wanted to do he wanted me to have that opportunity so he wasn't, like, holding me back or saying, you can't go do that. Like, he never said, like, you can't date or you can't do this. But, like, mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of would be, like, he knew the dangers of things. And so sometimes he would be driving and he'd be, like, someone got murdered over that place. Someone got shot here. Someone got this. Or he'd be, like, this is why you don't walk alone at night, Michaela. Or this is why you don't do that. So I think there was an awareness for me growing up of, like, a little bit of the danger. But, like, since my dad was a cop, I was never really afraid of it. So I was, like, oh, I'll take care of it. Will you remind me of the time that you were going 90 miles per hour okay. on the West Seattle Bridge? <laughs> and how your dad had nothing to do with that experience. And um, <laughs> I had just turned 16 and got my license. And I was on the West Seattle Bridge. And I had two boys in my car <laughs> who I liked both of them. And like a fucking idiot, I was like talking to them. And they were arguing about something. And I was like... You guys are making me mad. You know what happens when I get mad? And I was like speeding and I was turning like blasting like Usher confessions. <laughs> and I was driving in the bus lane and I got pulled <laughs> over by a motorcycle cop. And I pulled, I'd never been pulled over before. And I'm on the West Seattle Bridge, which is like essentially a freeway. Yeah. And I didn't want to pull over. And so he got to get on the loudspeaker and yell at me. Which I didn't even know they had loudspeakers on motorcycles, but it's like, pull over to the right. <laughs> and I, like, get over, and I'm, like, hyperventilating, like, freaking the fuck out because... You were going 90? I was going 90. <laughs> In actually, the bus no, lane. I was actually going 70. I was going... I had gone 90 down 35th, but I was going at, like, 75. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a arterial that maxes out at 35 miles per hour okay. you triple the speed limit and that was a se- that was um a separate story and that was like in the middle of the night um and it was like four kids in the car and you were late for a curfew yes <laughs> um but this time i was like going 75 got pulled over two kids in the car my six months weren't up so i wasn't uh-huh. allowed to drive people and the cop comes to my window and i'm freaking out and he just goes michaela what are you doing and i look over and it's my dad's best friend <laughs> and i was like hey mr beep <laughs> and he was like talking to me and he was like you know you just basically can give me a lecture and he was like i'm not gonna give you a ticket but you have to tell your dad about this and i was like oh shit which is like almost worse i'm like give me the ticket <laughs> and he's like i'm golfing with him tomorrow so i'll know if you've told him or not and i was like oh shit and then he like walked started walking away from the car and he stops and he's back and he goes are your six months up and i was like and he like, just walked away and then like I was supposed to be driving his daughter to school because I just got my license she went to the same high school as me like for carpool like starting like that like fall and it's the summertime and he just never followed up on it and I never <laughs> gave her a ride <laughs> so that's how I got a speeding ticket that one time <laughs> but it was almost worse for me this is not related to parenting but this reminds me of a story 
of like something that just like works out on your behalf and like sometimes yeah. you look back and you're like what grateful hashtag um, blessed hashtag blessed my mom when i was in high school lived on the backside of beacon hill which was essentially rainier valley and my friend um was at having a sleepover and there were two boys one who of which lived in seward park which is only like a 10 minute drive from where i was living but um there was a boy and for all dumb decisions you do it's, great story. it's boy driven and me and my friend decided to walk there, but then we were oh. walking. And this is Rainier Valley, casually, just throwing that just out there. It's walk like, meandering yeah. through that area. It was like 10.30 p.m. In How old were you? I was like, we were, it was before I drove, so we would have been freshmen. Like 15. Yeah, 15. Decided to walk there, and it was taking too long. So then I had the brilliant idea that we should hitchhike. Yep. Yep. Let's Two talk girls. about like 101, how to get murdered. Yep. Two girls who hitchhiked down Orcas Avenue South in the late night to go see boys and live to tell the tale. I honestly regret. I'm and surprised then, anyone picked you up. And no, there we had plenty of offers. Gross. And then exactly, which is why society. we're lucky. Which is why we're lucky to be alive. And then my friend posted about it on like I don't know what I was using at the time, Facebook or MySpace to be Probably like Probably MySpace. Like that was so funny. Like, uh-huh, can you believe that happened? And then our moms read it. Did they want to <laughs> murder you? They we might have well have gotten murdered by someone and like buried in a ditch for like yeah. the hell that rained upon us after that that reminds me of um when i was also probably like 50 no i was 16 i just got my license but my six months weren't up and i went to see a movie with one of my girlfriends mm-hmm. at the admiral theater which is probably it's on the opposite side of west seattle than where i lived and she lived a block from me raise so. your hand if you got fingered in the back row of the admiral theater at least a couple of times just you just me okay <laughs> this is how cool. you got barbarian vaginitis <laughs> <laughs> bacteria not german <laughs> same point still stands um but we were we went to see this movie and i had told my mom that i wasn't she's like you're not allowed to drive your six months are up so we went to this movie theater and we didn't have a way home and we were like it's okay we'll just walk we're on How the we opposite. do things before like ride chairs i don't know or like gps and like, also just like blatantly just like not thinking things through mm-hmm. we went to like the late night rocky horror picture show which starts at midnight so we got out and we were probably like you know two in the morning and we're walking down, like, the street, and it's, like, it's not that bad of a neighborhood, but, like, being out that late, being, you know, 15, 16 years old, and walking, like, it had to be, like, at least an hour and a half walk, maybe, maybe a two-hour walk, and I remember we were walking in, some guys, their younger guys pulled over, and we're trying to get us to get in their car, and we didn't want to, and we just, like, didn't say anything, we didn't look at them, we just kept ignoring them, but I remember they're, like, lined us as they like spun out and drove away this went even dogs bark bitch and drove away what does that even mean? i don't even know but i was just like i remember being like oh my god how could they say that to us i don't even know what it means it's so insulting well a dog is like can for a, a man, bitch no no oh <laughs> i meant like guys would call a woman a I, dog if she's a bitch or no ugly. They, like that or for a, a guy who's a dog it's like He's a G. No. Okay. I'm gonna stop guessing. <laughs> that's a D A double G. Dog. No, a dog is like an asshole. Oh. <laughs> it's just things I didn't learn by being fingered in the back row of the Admiral <laughs> movie theater. Uh, next question from voice messages. And this is our final question. Ooh, 
Hi. Hi, Micah and Kate. Uh, I've got your two biggest fans here, Caitlin and... Alex. Caitlin and Alex, and we have a question. We want to hear from that sound man that you guys always talk about. Mr. Josh, who makes his, obviously, his singing debut... Uh, but we think he's probably got a pretty cool perspective on a lot of the stories that are told on the pod. Yeah, would love to hear his relationship with Michaela and Kate and how it's developed over the podcast itself and just his perception of the podcast. Get a man's voice in there, woman. Bye. Well, in that case, uh, you better get over here, Josh, because when else are we going to hear from you? Right now, bitches. <laughs> Who are you and why are you here? ASL. <laughs> what? H, sex location. I am Josh. I am Michael's oh, husband. American Sign Language. <laughs> so now you're getting a real good feel for our relationship. I try and talk and then Michael talks. <laughs> so the people um, want. <laughs> we would like to know, as does our big fan, Al, um, and Caitlin from Queen Anne. Um, what you thought of this podcast, things that you want to call fact check on your version of events and are you as obsessed with me as Michael is hashtag thruple hashtag thruple life. We call this segment <laughs> Josh's rebuttal <laughs> M's on butt B U T T. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're cut off now. Stop trying. No. Well, to answer the first question, I c- or the last question, I could never be as obsessed with you as Michael is. <laughs> Probably more I'm just obsessed with Michael, and that's how she talks me into doing all this crazy shit that we do. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, like the BDSM. Guys, honestly, guys, I think that probably... Of the three of us working on this podcast, Josh has easily invested the most time because he's the one who has to, like, <laughs> cut what we talk about into something, like, audible. We threw our, like, shit talk. Honestly, how many hours do you think you spend per episode editing? Not as many as you might think. <laughs> Am I going to, like... Probably, like, an hour and a half per episode. That's so solid. That's longer than we spend recording. Yeah. Does that speak to our prowess as... <laughs> As podcasters, as I podcasters. dare say. Um, mostly, I'm just like, I want to cut it as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Because what you guys do is gold. And so, it's like, shit painted gold. <laughs> <laughs> Coming into this, like, I knew um, <coughs> when you're married to somebody who has no shame, you, and I mean that in a really good way, like, you just kind of get used to the fact that they are going to share all the nitty gritty details. And so sometimes it's kind of hard because I'm like, I have shame. And uh, it's like, respect my shame. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that about Michaela. She's super open. And um, going into this podcast, I knew that was something that she really wanted was to be really open and really honest. And I think you guys have done that. And that's why I did like, when I listen to it, I don't want to cut it down because I don't think you guys have said anything that you need to be embarrassed of. 
I mean, I think we have cut some stuff out because we're like, oh, societal norms. You know, we can't talk about <laughs> anal. Okay. And... <laughs> that yeah. was Kate. That was Kate. You're not allowed to say things about <laughs> babies looking weird, but I wish we had kept all that shit. That was also Kate. <laughs> I'm just glad that we... I have an angel. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think it's all really good stuff. And um, it is weird because, like, being a man um you kind of get to say whatever the fuck you want and that's definitely a privilege that i get to enjoy so i'm appreciating that you guys are kind of taking it back this leads into something i just want to add really quick so i just finished reading a book today and i have a quote from it that actually speaks to what you just said it says this double double standard boys will be boys but girls are supposed to be careful of our bodies of our futures of all the ways people judge us. Truth. Well, Real. I think it's like the weird thing is when I listen back to a lot of the episodes, like, and like, just in my relationship with Michael and listening to her talk, it's, unfortunately, it's so centric on like what other people think, you know, it's like how society views you, how your friends will view you, how guys will view you. And I don't know, for me personally, I don't think I'm necessarily like every other dude, but I definitely can identify with that because I feel that a lot. I really worry about what, about what other people think. But, like, society tells you every day as women that you should care what everybody else thinks. Have you been pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised by anything folks from your community of, like, friends or family have commented to you about on the podcast? <laughs> um, we kind of tried to keep my community out of it in some ways, <laughs> especially my family. Um, my Maybe family, my family's pretty, um, is very religious and, um, my dad did listen to which episode I'm scared. Cringe, cringe, cringe. He one? told me he listened to it and it was right before it was, no, it was the day that the first episode came out. <laughs> He's like, I've been listening to your podcast and I was like, oh God, no. <laughs> I was like, do not listen to this episode. He's like, why not? And I was like, looking at him, just seeing, like, my own, like, virginity loss flashing before my eyes, looking at him in the eyes of my father-in-law, being, like, hearing my words echo of, like, he lost his erection. I uh, cried. you'll, uh, <laughs> and Kate, you get to meet my dad tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited. At my excited. birthday party, and you will get a feel for Michaelis thing, because my dad comes across really intense. He's got super intense eyes. And he like, really is a very like a personal challenge. He's a very oh. good dude. You'll love it. But it, it's definitely he's definitely an intense guy, and he has very strong feelings about a lot of things. So um, I really didn't want him to listen necessarily. I think I cared less that he listened than Michael did. But um, well, he talked to me about it directly. He didn't talk to you about it. That's directly. true. Yeah, I haven't had to go through that trial Did he like say fire. anything other than I've listened to it? Um. Yes. <laughs> she just gave me side eye he basically said i mean like i said i told him i was like i never want to embarrass you like i don't my worst case scenario was like he'd be in church one day and his like i almost want to say colleagues but what was it what would the word be like church peers communal brothers would be like <laughs> have you heard what your daughter-in-law is saying on the internet and he would be like, what? And he would do it going the slew of things, like taking off things like talking about dick slaps, talking about like micro penises, talking about chodes. 
chose. It's oh, very always phallic, like, apparently. Yeah, white BDSM, <laughs> talking about her period. Like, I mean, and I was, like, seeing this, and he was, like, the good thing that he said was, like, he's, like, you could never embarrass me. He's, like, I love you. I support you. You will never embarrass me. Um, mm. I could definitely tell he didn't really understand why I would put all of this out there, but he's supportive of me. I don't know if he would, I would say he's supportive of the podcast itself, but he's supportive mm. of me and my ventures. It's funny, those kind of things, because my mom was like, are, are you concerned about, like, a current or future employer listening? Like, what about when you start dating someone and them listening? I was like, those are, like, I mean, sure, like, they could be points of hesitation, but also if, like, someone that I'm starting to date doesn't want to date me because I have this podcast or something they heard on the podcast, it's probably a sign we shouldn't be dating in general. Exactly. So, like, I'm okay oh, with that. That's so spot on. Like, people, like, my parents have asked me, like, like why would you get like I have one tiny little tattoo it's and the cutest my, <laughs> my parents in the past have been like and other people like why would you get a tattoo you know what if somebody won't hire you because you're a tattoo I'm like well then I don't want to work for them because if they give a shit about that then why the fuck would I want to work for somebody who that's important to them you mm-hmm. know so same with like dating and stuff it's like why 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 should I care mm-hmm. Speaking of dating, also your muscles look really good right now. I was literally thinking that yeah. earlier when you were in the green chair. I thought you meant you me lifting? for a second. Not you. I meant Josh. Are you lifting? Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> oh, I lift, bro. <laughs> He's very buff. Shout out to Peak Performance, Mario. <laughs> he will be sponsoring this later. Right, Mario? <laughs> um, but speaking of dating, Josh, why don't you talk about how we started dating and also just like your experience with dating in general. Um, experience with dating in general. Um, so like I said, I came from a pretty religious family and, um, the church that we went to as a, as a kid was not anywhere near as serious about this as my parents were, but my parents were definitely against dating which is kind of crazy in this <laughs> day and age, but I was not allowed to date. Um, though I tried my damnedest to date. So um, I tried throughout all of my high school years and could never get a girlfriend. And then in college started dating, but I was never like... Um, Casanova. Was, yeah, I was never very successful with dating. And I think it was a lot of it was like uh, self-esteem more than yeah, anything. Yeah, I was going to ask, how are you defining success? Like, what does that mean? did not have a girlfriend. (laughs) Um, It wasn't until like in college, maybe my sophomore or junior year, I met a girl who went for me and I was like, yes. (laughs) And so then we dated off and on for years and years and years. Does that mean like Michael, you've slept with two people? (laughs) Yes. I've only slept with two people as well. (laughs) We match. How do you guys make me look like a, uh-huh. Well. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> Agreed. Can we, is it inappropriate to talk about how you only had sex with her? I, I know what you're going to say, but it's not true. Really. It is true. Have you been lying to me this entire time? I'm sitting in the middle of them and I'm like, I don't, Sorry. mom and dad are fighting. What, what are you going to say? You say it. That you only had sex with her once. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. So technically, he probably regrew his male hymen, and I get to have the <laughs> crowning victory. You got re-virginized. I'm saying that I re-virginized him before I took his virginity. 
Chipotle. Chipotle. I don't know that you would want to claim that you re-virginized somebody. That sounds really horrific. I was going to say my <laughs> vagina is saintly, but that sounds sacrilegious. Yeah, we're going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <coughs> um, coughed right in my face. But you burped in mine. It's fine. I know. <laughs> but like the question you, the other question you asked me was like about dating you. And the thing was like, it's, it sounds really weird, but Tinder was perfect for me because going into it, like as soon as I knew there was mutual attraction between me and somebody else, I was ready. I was totally game. I had all the confidence in the world and I was ready to go for it. And I was like totally, I mean, for somebody who was so shy and awkward in so many attempts in the past, as soon as I knew that, well, shit, she swiped on me. She must have some kind of feeling, some kind of attraction to me. And uh, I am such a nerd though, because I did really like, when I activated Tinder, I looked up like good ways to be successful in Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) And the primary one was ask to meet in person. Mm -hmm. And I did that. Like right away. Yeah. I went on Tinder and that morning I was like laying in my bed, texting, (laughs) (laughs) um, swiping through Tinder and I got responses and I immediately started texting all the girls back that matched with me. And the ones that I matched with, we talked a little bit and then I said, hey, do you want to get a drink? And many of them said no or kept the flirting going and never really responded. But three said yes and I went on three first dates then I asked them all out on second dates, and <laughs> I feel so special. <laughs> Michael was, was one of them, but on our second date, I after our after our second date, before our third date, I deactivated Tinder and I didn't follow up with any of those other girls again. So I knew that I wanted to go out with her. So then, why Michaela? He asks himself that every day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if anybody's been listening to this podcast, they know why. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? (laughs) Because you're a fucking fabulous human being. Oh my god, you're embarrassing me. Well, first of all, she's fucking hot. (laughs) And she's, but she's like so funny. I, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, First of all, she's smart, which I, I need somebody who's going to be smart and be able to go back and forth with me. But she is so quick. No matter how good you think you are at teasing somebody or like comebacks, Michael will beat you every fucking time. I went on gifts sometimes. You always went on gifts. Thanks. Oh, she's good. always beats me in gifts. I cannot. Win. I just have a go-to now where just Keanu I sent her leaves. three. I sent her three the other day that were all like fucking fire, and she kept responding with just normal texts. And I was like, "What are you doing? You're not playing the game." And then she hammered me with one, and I was like, "Fuck, you win." Okay. Is there something that you hoped for us in the podcast that we did or didn't achieve? Um, I try not to get too much into expectations of like what I expect for something. I like. I mean, my job in my mind was to support you guys and help you make what make this podcast whatever you wanted it to be, and I think you guys have achieved that. I mean, you guys nailed it. <laughs> you guys have a great. You guys really have a great dynamic, and like anybody who's talked to me about the podcast affirms that that you guys really 
have a great dynamic. You're both really funny. You're both quick. You're both smart. But the way you play off of each other, Kate keeps us on track. Michaela is, you know, the ridiculous one. But we need that. <laughs> dream team. Dream team. Do you ever worry that I fantasize about Kate when we have sex? <laughs> well, now. <laughs> Now I do. <laughs> How many times can I say hashtag thruple? Hashtag thruple. I'm sweating. What is your favorite um, memory or observation of Micah? Not from your guys' dating, but of like her trying to inflict dating on your friend group. Oh. <laughs> I'm a terrible matchmaker. But you have a strong passion for it. Oh, now I get what you're saying. When you delete the apps, I've already run the gauntlet. I'm like, who can I do this with? <laughs> and I had to take a step back. So you know, like when you are shopping for a car, what? and then, and you you're you're paying attention, and you always see like car for sale, car for sale, and then you buy your car, but you keep seeing car for sale, car for sale, car for sale. Yeah. I think that's what happened with Michaela. Is like she'd been looking for a boy. And then she found me, but she keeps going like, where's a guy? Where's a match? Where's love? You know? <laughs> so she needs to like keep making that happen. I love and love. So it doesn't matter whether somebody's actually a good match or not. It's just like, <laughs> I know this person and I know that person and they're both single. They must go together. I just want everyone to be happy. Okay? It's not such a crime. So you wrote our theme song. Tell us about that a little bit. What would you like to know? Everything. Tell us your artistic <laughs> process. Um, well, I've completely forgotten how to play it, so we'll have to play that same <laughs> recording over and over again. No. Um, I mean, originally it was a lot longer, and um, <clears throat> for me, the whole term girl get your life together i totally get like the tongue-in-cheek nature of it but like trying to write a song around it i really <laughs> i really did not want to i don't know I, I i know michael is so hard on herself and talks so much shit about herself that like i wanted to put some kind of encouraging um facet around it in terms of it's going to be okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that was basically the long and short of it. Um, what were your favorite moments from recording this season? Um, my most favorite moment was uh, your story about shitting your pants. <laughs> In Target? <laughs> totally. There goes that sponsorship. <laughs> Target. Target, a great place to shoot your pants. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Um, if you wouldn't blocked up, come into Target. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like I have to try not to laugh when there's so many funny parts. So those of you who that listen at home enjoy when I look over and you're, like, hard trying hard not to laugh. And we're, I was like, we're funny. That's thing I know when we're on a roll is when he's, like, stifling his laughter. I'm like, okay, we're good. We're doing good. Like, just from this episode, not even something funny that you guys said, but Whale Tail Park, really? That's the name of the fucking park? It is. Because <laughs> there's a whale. Um, oh, so that like, was, That was really funny. Um, I also, like, I will, <laughs> it's really stupid, but there was one moment where um, 
Kate had like you'd stumbled over something you said, and then you said it back, and you said, "Oh, what had happened was," and I thought <laughs> that was really funny. Um, Michael, what was the one of yours that I really liked? Oh, okay, I loved the one where Michael was like, "It sounds like how a horror movie starts, where it's like, hey, my phone died. Can I come over and wear your skin?'" <laughs> the perils of app-based dating. Forever subtle on my part. Um, oh, I want to revisit a theme from um, us part one, which is where we had to share our top three food secrets. Yep. And I think you have to do the same thing. You do. You have food to answer these secrets? questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. We do. Which is where the shit my pants came from. So we call them the oh, top three saw. secrets. So the first one is most embarrassing. Second is food secret. And third is a high school secret. Oh, so no. do you okay. remember Kate's were shooting your pants at Target? Uh, eating the good and plenties, which is, I think, my favorite moment of the entire... <laughs> my favorite moment is when you surprise me so much, and the good and plenty, I was shook. <laughs> and then she masturbated with a spoon. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, my <laughs> So Not the... That word. would not even I come... didn't answer this question. <laughs> oh. Sweet. Well, Kate and I well, are the only ones who have to answer this question? Yes. Um... Masturbating with a spoon would not be the weirdest thing I've masturbated with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. A banana. Um, start them one at a time because I won't remember all three of them. Okay, so we'll start with... Uh, food secret. Food secret. Food secret? My example, I did answer part of this, was when I used to chew up pretzels and then spit them back out and then re-eat them. <laughs> well, I mean, like along those lines, like not a secret, but... M- <laughs> My mom does say that when I was a little kid, I love, okay, first of all, I love ketchup. I love all condiments, but I love ketchup. And when I was a little kid, we w- whenever I would eat french fries, I would dip them in the ketchup, and then I would suck the ketchup off, and then dip it again. And I would keep doing that until the fry was too soggy to eat, and then I would put it aside and grab a new fry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not really a secret. That kind of works, though. <laughs> so next one. That's a weird food thing. It's your most embarrassing. Well, I have a shitting my pants story. Should I you have that? to tell that. Is, <laughs> listeners, if you're doing anything else, drop it immediately. I don't care if it's your baby, if it's your mortgage payment. I don't know. If your boss is talking to you, tell them to shut the fuck up and listen to this. <laughs> so, aside from being a child, the only time I've ever shit my pants is an adult. Um, so, backstory, I had... Um, the girl that I dated in college, she and I were on again, off again for fucking ever. And it sucked Is this the my. Is had sex once with? Yes. Sucked my will to live. And. And uh, his dick. Oh, guess what? Had sex with her after this event I'm about to tell you about. Not the same day, but like months later. Um, <laughs> and so, like, our relationship was dwindling, really. I mean, we'd broken up like probably 12 times by this point. And then we were seeing each other every now and then. So I came down to visit her. She worked at Toulouse in Queen Anne. And Toulouse Petite? Yep. She mm. was working. And I went and she told me to go sit at the bar. And a friend of hers was there. And her friend and I started hitting it off. And we were having a good time. And then uh, my girlfriend, not girlfriend, she was my ex still at that point. She told the bartender to give me a Beijing tap water. Have you ever had one of those? So It's intense. It's a shot, but you drink it with a straw. And it's like a single or a double? Ugh. It's like a mixed drink shot, kind of like, um, yeah. I would say, like, have you ever had like a mind eraser or like a kamikaze? Mm-mm. 
Never mind. So it, it <laughs> honestly, it tastes like a. It's delicious. It tastes like a melted Otter Pop. Mm. It's delicious. But I'd been drinking, and I I can hold my liquor pretty well. Um, but I'd been mixing a lot of stuff, <laughs> and so um, I was having a great time. I was kind of drunk. I drank this Beijing tap water, and that was it. I mean, I've only blacked out like maybe twice in my life, and this was the worst blackout I've ever had. So I have like some strands of memory where I remember like walking with my arm around my ex-girlfriend's shoulder at some point, and then the next thing I remember, I'm waking up in the morning, and I'm like so hungover. I'm so in so much pain, and I get up. Are you home or are you at her house? I'm at her house. Okay. On her couch. And she lives in a studio apartment. And the first thing I realize is my pants feel a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I realize pretty quickly that I have shit myself. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I go to the bathroom to clean up. And the bathroom is a fucking disaster. She had a sink that was attached to the wall. Uh, was not attached to the wall anymore. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it was shattered in pieces all over the ground. And I had to go to work. And so I was like, uh, what do I do? And I went and I looked. She was still asleep. And so I left. And I sent her a text. And I was in like, in your shit pants hey. you left? Yep, yep. <laughs> I was like, I sent her a text and I was like, the, hey, the bathroom is fucked up, and I really don't know what happened, but I have to go to work. And so then I get to my car, and I get to my car, and I try and turn it on, and it won't start. And so we're in downtown Queen Anne. I'm in downtown Queen Anne. And I walk over to Cafe Ladro, <laughs> with, in my shit pants still, by the way. And I'm like, still probably fucking drunk, let's be honest. And I'm like, uh. And I saw a guy there. I was like, should I buy a cup of coffee? What should I do? Mr. Poop Pants here needs a jump. (laughs) Yeah, so I asked a cabbie if I could get a ride. And he was like, what's going on? And he must have known what was going on. And I was like, my battery is dead. So this cabbie jumped my car. I drove home. I soaked my pants. (laughs) I would have thrown them away. I would have taken them up and been like, like, no, these are dead to me. I was broke. (laughs) So I left my jeans in the sink to soak. I got dressed and I went to work like a champ. And then I started getting a stream of the most hateful texts I've received (laughs) in my entire life. And so I've kind of reconstructed it in my mind because my shoulder was really sore the next day. And what I realized was I went into the bathroom and I went to the bathroom, probably trying to take a shit, and probably did not really make that work. And um, I was so drunk that I fell, and I landed on my shoulder on the sink, which knocked it out of the wall, and then I landed in the bathtub. And Because I, I actually have a pretty distinct memory of landing in the bathtub. And so that's up there. Did One of you the most embarrassing see, did, moments. Did you ever see her again? Yeah, yeah fucked we fucked. <laughs> That's a note to all you guys out there. Break your girlfriend's sink and shit your pants and she can't stay off you. <laughs> What's the last secret I forget? Uh, high school secret. High school secret. Oh, man. <laughs> Josh was, like, super emo in high school. He had, like, emo swoopy bangs. I was super emo. He also was homeschooled. 
You wow, should just you... drop that. I'm like I'm trying to help you with okay, your secrets. Uh, can I just say something? You're the most well-adjusted homeschooled person I know, though. Thank so you. It's I appreciate debatable. that. Um, that comes from his wife. Here's the thing: is like being homeschooled is not a choice that the kid makes. So have a little bit of grace, and you know. Yep. I don't have a high school secret that comes to mind. Is there anything that you wanted to ask us when we were recording that you weren't able to because you weren't mic'd up? I guess that might be my first question. It's like, who the fuck is Bird is? <laughs> um, I mean, like, okay, being married to the most open person ever who will share not only her own secrets, but everybody else's. I have no, I've never heard of Birdis until this episode. I assume that's code for somebody else yeah. who's related to Kate in some way. Birdis is my cousin Curtis. <laughs> Shocking pseudonym. But what happened? And I don't know why and... he's Birdis. You just called him Birdis and we just went with it. I was like, does it rhyme with Birdis? Birdis. Yeah, yeah. And then we know we call him Birdis. Um, Birdis, if you're listening, I apologize. Uh, Curtis was a guy I went to middle school, well, kindergarten through eighth grade with. And then we actually went to college together. And in college, we started hanging out like on my freshman year. And he was cute. And I liked him. And everyone's like, oh, he's cute. Micah, are you dating him? And I was like, no. You guys kind of look alike, not to make that weird, but... Not you and I was like, not, um, not you and Burtis. Burtis and I are twins, but like too. Josh and Burtis. <laughs> oh, okay, I think for me, why I was thinking about this too. I was like, I think now though that like you and I have opened up to each other so much more that it's not difficult to share things with mm-hmm. you, and it's just like now it's just like a conversation that we're having, mm-hmm. and it's like people are listening. Yes, people are commenting on, which always throws me off then because like we're recording this, and sometimes I forget that people are like. They can also hear it. It's like, oh my god, that thing that you said. And I was like, I told Kate that. And I'm like, oh yeah, and it's on the internet forever. <laughs> but it's like, so I think for season two, if I am pregnant, it's going to be something that I'm going to be going through, and I'm going to be so fucking hormonal that I will not need to drink. Yep. So I'll be batshit crazy, and you'll be drunk, and it'll be a great dynamic. Okay, perfect. I'll be drunk too. Yeah. Josh and then I'll drunk. just start, after I have a baby, start immediately drinking. Perfect. It'll be great. Perfect. Or we just film these all in advance. <laughs> Record these all in advance. Well, that's pretty much a wrap on season one, you guys. We did it. Before we go, you did it. I, I have two things. <laughs> you did this episode, and this is probably the hardest one to do. Probably editing, the best think, one, though. I think editing is harder than that's true. recording. I really do. I have our semi-tallies for the season. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the Nabra tally. This is tallies for how many times we said things in episodes. So Nabra is at four. This is also, I'm going off of, like, up to the weddings episode, so I could be completely wrong, so whatever. Um, Ariana Grande references that I think are probably at three. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hi, hello is at four. Hi. Hello. Okay. It's Micah. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Life Together podcast. (laughs) Bertus references are definitely at two. After this episode, a solid seven. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) And our Chipotle is our reigning champ. Eight. <laughs> and I definitely talked about it in this episode, so let's say nine. I mean, Chipotle, if you want to sponsor us for season two, I would love some queso and chips. That's something we should have tallied. How many times you shout out to goal sponsors? You know what? Just Constantly. To, like, the They've just been sitting there waiting for you to ask them to be a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> now they're like, shit, Chipotle. get on the phone. We Call have, girl, get your life together. We have 1,400 listens. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. Is Chipotle at least Am six Am I the only one still drinking? 
Oh, yeah, I drink. I, I finished just finished mine. mine. I finished mine. But I also have presents for you guys for our season one wrap. As a gift to us for fulfilling your dream? Yes. <laughs> Are you ready? We're ready. I'll be right back. She's just going to come back naked. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> she might. Remember that time she says you got in a fight with her ex and she's like, solution, remove all of clothes. <laughs> Gotta say, that's not how she fights with me, so I wonder where that changed. Close your eyes. My eyes are closed. Keep your eyes closed, but hold out your hands. Whale tail? (laughs) I'm scared. It's a squishable. My eyes are closed, but it's a squishable, and I know it. Is it? I don't want to fucking squish them all. Open! (laughs) Mine's kale? (laughs) Oh, it's a triceratops. Is this an owl? I love it. They're squishimals. Is it an owl? Yes. I love it. What's its name? What Winston. Is a, what is a squishimal for our listeners? We talk about it in, I think it's the Us episode about what I'm obsessed with. And they're these like animal pillows that feel kind of like giant plushy marshmallows. And they form to your bodies. And Josh claims to hate them, but he loves them. And I got them for Kate and Josh for our season one completion. Picture to come on Instagram. Mine has a tail. So is Josh. <laughs> Not Josh, but it's Squishimal. Um, thank you for everyone who followed along with us in this trash season. Really so grateful for you. More and trash to come. This has been a dumpster fire. Someone called the fire department. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Say bye, Josh. Goodbye. I didn't surprise you didn't say bye, Josh. <laughs> Like your squishables?